0: screwed it up the first time I don't know what I did. Well, whatever. It's fine. We figured it out. Uh, this this is like 17? Yes, yeah. I think, and we are still working out yeah. our technological it's issues. like a steep learning curve. That's <laughs> true. We're still looking, true. Like, on the upward climb. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know how learning curves are supposed to look. Like, what kind of curve are they? What? Learning curves. Are they like... Oh, crap. It's like... Well, never mind, no one cares. One yeah. is a shell. <laughs> Alright, yeah, this is a shell and this is Paige. <laughs> and I am Paige. Let's <laughs> just move on. Okay, so this week we read The Game of Love and Death by Martha. Okay, at least hold the book so I can see it. Rock <laughs> and Bra. Rock and Mal. Okay, Mal. Sorry. Burrow. Rock <laughs> and Burrow. Rock and Burrow. I'm sure none of those are right. doesn't matter. Um She'll probably get those to it. Who knows? She does. Like well, it's not a responsibility. We well, can't know. Because we, we have self defined responsibilities and I haven't defined those as a We try our best. That's all we can do. hmm Yeah. Intentions all are all that matter right here. <laughs> That's all we have. Yeah. Anyway, welcome. Okay. We're our excited book. to have you. Yeah, also as I was saying fire in the introduction with a type of scrap. Um it's July third. And what are you looking at outside of the fireworks? Oh, there's fireworks outside. Um people are prematurely lighting stuff on fire, so yeah, so they're be set tomorrow. Well how do you they light up there. Yeah, right? Fireworks are super expensive. They yeah. are. But anyway, people are lighting fireworks and screaming. So if you hear any of those sorts of noises, don't be alarmed, you're fine. Probably. It may not be, we'll let you know for now. We probably won't we'll have those in. Probably not. They're like, on death's Store. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the game is all the death. Yep. Alright, so, okay, this is part of our our fulfillment of our of our self defined responsibility <laughs> to, to read and talk about um my first books, not just like our books, which is how things. Yeah, I think a lot of my books. And <laughs> like boy, books. I'm a white boy. Yeah, so this is basically if if you couldn't if you couldn't gather it from the title, it's a love story. Yeah, a love story. romance. Yeah, I would say it's a Yeah, um, an interracial romance set in nineteen thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. So a historical fiction. Yeah, and the love story as yeah. white male protagonist, mm-hmm. but a black female protagonist. So interracial. Yeah. Um, a white author. Yeah, written by a white woman though. So. Yeah. Both of our books starting out are in of month of Diverse books are written by White <laughs> Yeah. Books. But the next I two are mean, which I don't totally know how to feel about that, you know. Cause like Yeah, it's a little like you, you grapple with it a little bit. And we like struggle with how to feel. Yeah, like, I don't really know and I think it probably depends on the work and the author. And I don't think you could just make Of like, looking at it like, okay, by a black girl, but by a white woman, so, like, what does she know about the black experience? Which is valid. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's the thing that we talked about before where you wouldn't want to say, all right, if you're a white man, you can only write about white men, if you're a black woman, you can only write about black women. Well, I that just seems ridiculous and limiting and reductive um, in the overall sense of this literature. Um, but I can also see how people would be upset by the portrayal recommendation of... I'm just, I'm just staying the falling in my own hair because it shows on her phone. <laughs> I just thought of a better recommendation. Oh. But... <laughs> Alright. Um... Yeah, you can that when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I lost my train of thought. Um... Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not offended as a woman when male authors write female characters. Right. I, unless, unless it's offensive betrayal, and then I do become offended. Right. And I think, uh, But I also become offended when female authors write offensive so, female characters. Right. And I think... When you're kind of se- setting out to read diverse books, like we're doing, you do have to pay attention to the authors and be mm-hmm. aware that. Well, yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. Like we, we are trying to read of diverse books, but then as we our first two books in this category have white authors, so right. what is the criteria for diversity? Is it the of diverse characters represented? Is it that they were written by a diverse author, author of right. color? Is it both? I don't know. Someone can write it and then tell us. Right. I think it's important just to to do both. Yeah. To have diverse, diverse books that both have diverse characters written by non not white. <laughs> white people. And then in the next several books, I think the majority, after these two, mm-hmm. the majority of the rest of the list is people of color. Yeah. I, I thought I don't remember we found The next two, we have people of color for sure, because I have those two in my So that's the next year. Next two? Next two. We have to read Wow. To we planned even for a <laughs> I like and we We do need to do another list already. I am. This is a lot of work, you guys. You don't care at all. Because... Okay. Anyway, let's talk about this book that we read. Okay. Alright. Watch us it's start gonna us the plot. a quick plot summary and quickly go off. We tried this at a time page so it was going too far down too late. Time read them and then completely skipped over the <laughs> 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 this true, Michelle gave me a lot of the plot, like way more of the plot than she needed to, and then she left out the Crocs part. So, whoops. Anyway, let me, let me try and do one better. Okay, <laughs> we told you about the main character. Okay, so, white boy named Henry is an orphan, his parents have died, he is taken in by his rich friend's family, this is like, depression era, yeah. but um, I mean, yeah, just, like he's taking in his friend Ethan's family, which Ethan's family has had to let from ceremonies go, but they still live in a mansion, so like don't feel too bad for that. Right. Ethan's wife is the owner of a newspaper. Yeah. So, so they're doing okay. People still read news. <laughs> yeah. and So he lives with them, and then Flora is the female protagonist, okay. and then she is black, like we said, and she is the daughter of... Um, her parents owned RAM and performed in and a desk club, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Um, and we have this hold? She's also an orphan, though. Yeah, she's also an orphan, <laughs> so these are both, yeah. Yeah. Uh, both, yeah orphans. both orphans. Both orphans. And so she's now living with her grandma. And the unfortunate events, of this book with that heavy hand. That's what you should recommend. Yeah. Um... <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we're going to recommend by the time we pass the podcast <laughs> and we have things like five times. Yeah, we're doing our best here. Yeah, um, yeah, so like it. yeah. And, and how this gets set up is there's this mythological angle to it where love and death are well they're these immortal beings but they take on these sort of human personas and interact in the book and cats and cats. And, cats. and cats and animal personas as well. Um, and so yeah. I yep yeah, love that. Love, love know what that. Is reasons. a male. Ish, but they're in normal and they take on different images. But male is are Yeah. Love is always referred to as he and that's death mean. is always referred to as she. Uh yeah. Yeah. And how they play this game, which is really sadistic. <laughs> super fun. Which is which like I understand why Death agrees with, it. She always wins. Plus she's deaf, like she doesn't care if people die. It's better for her. I didn't really agree with why well, I don't really understand why Walter well, the going to the be. game, uh, because he seems like he has some like human feeling of right. like people shouldn't die, you know? Right. Well, I think well, we let we tend we to know. learn more about the motivations than Oliver. Yeah, so. that's true. I think he's out for like the greater good or whatever. Right. And these... But in the pursuit of the greater good, a lot of people seem to be dying. Right. He hasn't won yet, and they've played a lot of times. Yeah, this is nineteen thirty-seven, <laughs> and apparently. They reference, in the, in the inside cover of the book, they reference, like, Anthony and Cleopatra, Helen right, Helena and Troy, these people that lived a long mm-hmm. time ago. Um, also, Romeo and Juliet, as I still point out, we weren't real people. <laughs> yeah, that part really bothered me. In the inside cover, they, like, taught like, Anthony and Cleopatra, and I love Troy and Paris, Romeo and Juliet, and now Henry and Flora. And I'm like, guys, Romeo and Juliet were not real. <laughs> like, I understand... But this is like supposed to be taking place in the real world. I know it's almost, in a sense, like a little bit of magical realism. Don't actually know what that means, but I feel like we might be able to. I I disagree. I don't think it's magical realism. (laughs) I don't know. Again, not exactly. I don't think it's magical realism. Real real, 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 realism. Realism. I don't think it's that. I think it's. I think it's just. I think. I think the author <laughs> is pressed on being, like, why the you throw Roman and Juliet in if they're, they're not real people. I think if pressed, she'd be like, oh, you know, like, the real people who inspired the Shakespeare play. I think she would try and, like, make a good cover. Well, probably not, also. So, I don't think they reference Roman and Julia in the book. I have no idea. They do reference, like, Helen of Troy. Like, they do reference some of the other, um, boy. Oh, I mean, that's like, a dicey. I mean, there you could just be, like, right. that maybe she was real. I think mean, she might I don't know. know. Um, I think they probably took the same angle with Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's not important. So, so they play a game where they each pick a player. When these players are infants. Yeah, there's no um, choice here. When the first players, you yeah, just get chosen. Um, uh, and then they like set a date that they have to either like choose love, or, or the player chosen by death dies. So. Yeah. There's gonna be like a ton of obstacles thrown in their way to kind of persuade them not to choose love, and death will kind of try to. Yeah, and they're typically, maybe even always, like kind of star-crossed lovers. Yeah, I mean, this is where sort of where the sadistic angle of this game comes into play because it's not just that, like, oh, they have a this date and we have to just like see if you know they fall in love or whatever by that point. Um, then they love and death have an essentially free reign or almost free, reign, They right. do whatever they want to, and thus part could happening. Which means that throughout the course of the novel, a lot of people get killed. Death kills people. It makes one girl go like totally crazy. So yeah. Whatever sure she doesn't like, remember. Like, anything. bad stuff is happening, which I feel like it's a little bit passed over just because we can, like, we're supposed to be swept away by like Henry and Florence. Right. But a lot of people are dying. Right. It also kind of undercuts their like love story because they like faded to up. So. Well, yeah, there's that too, and Flora brings that up. She's like, how do we even know, like,
1: it's also, real. like, in
0: Unspoken, um, with Cammie and oh yeah, connection? I hope His, his name not is not Jacobs, Jared, I think. Oh, you're right. what' such a good oh. thing. It's It's such a... What's my male i well-made. Jacob. Um, yeah. Cammie and Darren. It's uh, like, Henry is such like a good look. That's mm-hmm. true, too. Henry and Delafield. Of black fame. That it was one man worth grieving over. <laughs> <laughs> so we put that on our yeah. Instagram. Check, check it out. us out. We were so touched by the poignancy <laughs> of about line. I'm that it has them pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, this game is set up. Um, Henry is marked by love, mm-hmm. and Flora is marked by death. So, those are the two players they've chosen. And um, then they kind of follow them throughout yeah. their lives, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Definitely yes, keeps to show
0: up as a cat around for a while. They keep an eye on But really what's happened is this last, like, three months or so um, before their date is, like, when things get real. Like, the game, like, really yeah. starts. And they can, like, start interacting with the players. And things start happening about, I think it's about three months before, like, Something like the that. end game date. Yeah. yeah and so. one thing we get not mention is that love gets to choose the terms in which you win. Yeah. And so he said it as different things in the past, like, what would, what does it mean to, if love wins, like, what does that look like? I think he said it as, like, a kiss or a marriage or something, but in this case he shows that he, because he he's been on such a winning streak, <laughs> I, I have lost every single time, he decides to just, like, <laughs> go, bigger. oh my god, and he chooses the name, like, What is, I don't know the exact terms, and you're holding the book and you're not looking. Um, but I think they'll, like, literally choose love above everything else like they're gonna forsake everything. Which seems like kinda high stakes. I don't know. It was pretty intense. So, that already, like, obviously this game is already hard enough. And then you're gonna choose something to make sure that (laughs) you're gonna win it. Anyway, Henry and Flora, they're orphans. friends. They eventually start getting thrown together um, As we mentioned, Henry's friend, Ethan, his dad runs the newspaper, and he sends Henry and Ethan out to interview someone at the airport about something. Whatever, who cares? And that's where he meets Flora, because Flora's a pilot. That part was cool. Yeah, she she wants to, she dreams to fly around the world. There's like this big, I don't know, it's like really a race, or just like... Yeah, it's like the Bendix something. Um, where she the first person to fly around the world wins. Mm-hmm. she's Um
1: But she's she like I'm like, pretty sure she's that's not
0: gonna really happen for her. She's like fairly poor. Yeah. She doesn't need so much money. Yeah, money, you know, right. that fuel. Right, You yeah. need to buy a lot of stuff. Um, so she's pretty sure it's not gonna happen. The North <laughs> Face isn't sponsoring her, so she doesn't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get a sponsor Mm-hmm. You're black in 1937. Yeah, she's she's a she's also a black girl in 1937. So, um, she also just has some other obstacles that are just beyond the fact that it's financially out of her reach. Right. Um. Okay, so currently, she also, um, as I mentioned earlier, has inherited this jazz club from her parents. Um, so she now sings in this jazz club and um private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With her uncle. Pretty sure, and her yeah. uncle seems to handle more of like the business end of things. Um, but she's around a lot, and mm-hmm. she also does flighty things. She flies, and is an assistant for people that fly. Yeah, she like does the, the plane checks things and things and stuff. Yeah, so she's pretty cool. I like Flora. She's a cool character. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, that happens, and it's like, Henry's very taken with her right away. I think that's what happens when love marks you, apparently. Yeah, it's um, And they write your name in the book, and that's it. <laughs> um, and Flora is much more practical. Well, she's not marked by love, she's marked by death. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, there's some kind of conversation later a little bit about how being marked by death kind of sucks a little bit of your ability to love people out of you. Not that she's, like, a sociopath by any stretch of the imagination, but she just tends to be much more pragmatic and practical. Yeah, and she's also the one who would have to deal with all the ramifications, really, because Henry is white and he's a man, he's going to probably get out okay, things right. go badly, but she's a black girl, and so, like,
1: she has nothing,
0: like, she has no power, really, at all that on. Um, like, Henry's probably going to be okay,
1: yeah. but Flora's not going to be
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Henry's gonna really with her. He winds up going to her nightclub under, like, the guise of asking her more questions, but really just to like see her perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts going like every night. Yeah. Um. um he's supposed to be. Like, he's also in school. <laughs> right. His grades at really dropping. Things stop. Stop going really well for him at school because he's spending every night at a jazz club. Yeah. Um, and it's like towards the end of their senior year of of high school, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so that's like, whatever, I mean, the whole story, there, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, Flora starts to notice that he's there every night, and then they wind up like talking afterwards and kind of... Flora, well, she's kind of pushing away, but... Yeah, but he's very persistent, so they kind of start having, not necessarily a, like a romance at this point, but definitely a friendship starts to form. Mm-hmm. Because Flora's name is, is also written in Henry, so they are stated to fall in love, and Flora is player, player. So and then yeah, so then this is like where love and death are both trying to like get this to a good advantage and so what death <laughs> I mean death killed for grandmother. Which I guess you could say it was her time. It was her time. Um that's very clear. The grandmother is like very aware of this. Mm-hmm. And they like Yeah. She's like almost done with this quilt, you yeah. know. But she doesn't get to finish but then death finishes for her mm-hmm. and like yeah, yeah. when other people die. Amelia I mean, mean, yeah, Earhart dies. <laughs> death kills Amelia Earhart to like clear the way for Flora to like live this pilot's dream to like be the first person, to, the first woman to circumnavigate the globe. Uh, and if Amelia Earhart would have succeeded, she would have been the first one. So death kills her, which is a little bit like upsetting to me because as a child, there was like a time in my life where I really loved Amelia Earhart and I wanted to be just like her, <laughs> except for the dying. In the room and then we're gonna triangle her. But, so that's sad and unfortunate. Is she dying of the triangle? I don't know. I don't I think, know. think so, but. What are the weapons I picked? Did they ever find her? No. So maybe she died? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, we can solve history's mysteries, mysteries later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, solve them. Not even just talk about them, we'll just be solving them. <laughs> moment of this Yep, so... A hotbed historical mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, what's bad shit happens, let's mostly just skip it, because... You want to talk about James. I, can't I do want to talk about this. Okay, this is... There's some side characters happening. I really didn't care for the storylines, A, because I just felt like I didn't care about them anyway, like, I... We're reading Henry and Flora's story so like I don't need somebody like they don't need a side character storyline anyway. For one thing. Right, I don't care about Ethan's love life, because I'm worried about Henry's. Right. <laughs> the point of the book. Um But what happens is so Ethan, Henry's friend, I will call them James because whatever, I don't care if they <laughs> Ethan um is the same age as Henry and they on, again, on a for the, the newspaper, they have to go down to this Hooverville where people are living in um, a shanty town, essentially. name um, <laughs> a Hooverville? I'm trying to explain what a Hooverville is, it's just in like case. They're named after President Hoover. You yeah. should know that. People were really mad about what he did and didn't do during the Great Depression, and so they fondly named their shanty towns <laughs> after him. Yes, with a lot of fondness. A lot of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shade. I didn't that's not sunshade. that's pretty over. Well, we don't like not have a lot of money, but they still got a good sense of humor about that. I don't know how much humor it was, but I thought like it was hilarious. <laughs> they were like, look, we'll all that. Well, I like, Thank you know, I'm not going to be original. thanks to you that we have them. I mean, I feel like it was hilarious, and then I feel like, <laughs> Whatever we can talk about it. <laughs> again. We can talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> History is <laughs> mystery. <laughs> but the point is, they have to go down there and interview this. Oh, the guy's name is James. That's where I got that from. <laughs> I didn't make that up. At all. look okay, at James, who currently has decided he's the mayor, right. or he's been like quasi elected. Like right, he's very um charismatic. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he almost will become like a messiah, like, and yeah. he's like very much described in those. Terms by the residents of the room and also by Ethan and um, Henry when they meet him. He's like right. he's like bathed in golden light. Um, yeah, so, but <laughs> he's love. <laughs> yeah. So this whole like he's not only super charismatic to the point of being like this messianic figure. Right. It's because he is love well personified. Right. That's so like, apparently, you just get to go around to get golden and <laughs> <laughs> Love nice. has chosen this to be his person. But he, like, mostly spends his time in walking the game, so he can be close enough to Flora and Henry. um uh, yeah. It's kind of strange how that, I mean, that doesn't seem like a natural. No, not at all. I don't think the mayor Well be, that's well, people at people point complain. complains Because he has to, like, he's the mayor of this Hooverville, so he's supposed to be, like, this poor man. Uh, and he's like, man, well, I really miss, like, cars and, like, champagne and, like, and, <laughs> <you> like, <laughs> <soccer. you> <laughs> because he can't do those things because um, he's supposed to be an actor poor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the point, the reason that I'm playing this off is because kind of Ethan, I want to remind everyone who's a high school senior. Who's 18. Oh, maybe. It's not actually stated. Okay. So 17 or 18. Um, but again, in high school, is a high school student lives with his parents, Goes to school the whole time. Anyway, James, who is really well, ends up starting a relationship with Ethan. Like, not a friendship. No, like, like, um, they have a romantic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I already like didn't care for the storyline of a side character, but this is the point where I'm just like. In my nose. Um, in my nose I think I described this as revolting. Um because this is quite like, yeah. what? A lot predatory. <laughs> a lot predatory. Like a lot. This is an adult. This is also not even an adult. This is an immoral being taking on the persona of adult. So, this so is, like very rare. No this is like a Like, <laughs> And no ability to like, saying, like, not having knowledge of. Right, so yeah. this is someone who has like, total knowledge of everything, almost. Like, again, it has this very strongly charismatic premise. Um, even if that wasn't true though, like, this is definitely an adult. And this is still, I don't care. See, sometimes people try and like, make this okay, but like, oh, I mean, I we turned 18. I'm like, it's not okay. Right. And I nice. just love it. It's not even like, oh, it just happened, even though that's still not cool. but like love, as James goes out of his way to seduce yeah. Ethan because he wants Ethan is in love with Henry, and so he wants to like clear the way, clear the yeah. way. Even though like really Henry is not at all interested in Ethan, so it doesn't seem like that like Even like one person aware, right? And I don't you think know what, I don't think? would never ever do anything on think... Uh, because it's nineteen thirty seven. So right. Also, they're like, brothers. Yeah. So there's a lot of problems here. Yeah, and I don't even know Ethan's hundred percent. Of like yeah. nice. so. That's a little bit creepy. Okay, my favorite is uh, Real liars, <laughs> <laughs> which I watch <laughs> a lot. You I mean, I know if, yeah. if you if you follow her Twitter because Michelle tweets Real Wired. Like, yeah, the West Coast feed, which no one watches apparently. Whatever. Um, I have to go to work during East Coast feed most of the time. Stuff, yeah, but it's what happens. <laughs> But anyway, so one of the, if you don't want to read the letters, so I'm going to quickly fill you in. <laughs> I'm going to quickly fill you in in that second just on the, So there's this one relationship that a lot of people are in love, and it's between this guy named Ezra and this girl named Arya, and they started dating when she was 16 and he was her high school English teacher. And going You now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, initially, you think it's like an accident that you find out a couple seasons in that... Ezra knew who Arya was the whole time, and was gonna—he's gonna write a book about these girls and like their story and who, because their friend was missing like the whole time, freaking life So he's gonna write a story about these girls. So he picked out Arya in order to have an insider perspective. And like <laughs> I'm for, just a right now. <laughs> for a while. For a while we're like, oh my gosh! But now this is like probably two or three seasons after that reveal has happened, they're back together, and people are okay with it, and it's like. And now Arya's is 23, so she's definitely like um, uh, a similar age. But, you, like, why did and someone last episode pointed out that Arya, Ezra was a predator? Yeah, <laughs> for the first time. This is the first time this ever been brought up on the show. This is like not okay. That's insane to me. And I, like, it's very hard for me to understand. And part of it is because I am a teacher. And so, like, when you are working from that viewpoint, it's just right. like. Like, like unbelievably, just like, yeah, like, this doesn't. That's so I mean, there's always stories. There was recently, like, maybe a month ago, that mm-hmm. story about the, like, middle school teacher who was having sex with her student. He was, like, 12 or 13. Oh, God. And it was, like, well, and a lot of it was strange. It was, a, like, a especially strange situation because, like, she was a girl, and his teacher was a woman, like he was the guy, but it was also like just as creepy. Everyone right. like, and people like, less creepy, and everyone's like, no one thinks it's less creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. so pretty creepy. out by Yeah, no, it's just like really like okay. revolting. And also, I mean, also because like this time I'm working training apprentice um, counselors and training people to be counselors, and I spend a whole day. In the class and talking about like the worst possible topics, <laughs> trying to scare the shit out of them essentially is my goal. Um, because I want them to be a little bit scared because your counselors are always a little bit anxious and obsessive and worried about what's gonna happen. Um, and so we spend time talking about like how people can die and <laughs> like how you can be a proximate cause of death and like how you what your legal liabilities are. And then we also talk about child abuse and like not only identifying signs of it or being aware of it, but like having to prevent it. Okay. Um, and we talk about boundaries with kids and like, like we're pretty freaking clear in the boundaries and there's a lot of them, like even more than what a lot of people think is standard. Okay. Like, I have to tell, I tell them exactly where they can and cannot touch camera, I like, like the top of the head is fine, you can hold hands, that's fine. Um, shoulders are fine, the upper back and the arm. Pretty much nowhere else ever. And like, you shouldn't, we don't even allow, we don't allow campus in our class, we don't want campus to have dignified rights from campus. We don't even allow frontal hugs. You have to do the side hug. And I mean, some of that is like a little bit too much for other, it depends sort of like on the environment, but that's the rules that we set. Um, And I just like, to me, coming from those perspectives, as someone who's always concerned about, Liability and also it's like protecting children, not just like our just our straight up like legal ramifications, mm-hmm. but like protecting children. I was right. sickened by this whole storyline, right. and I found it completely inappropriate. And I also went looking at Goodreads because this is one of those things where I'm like, it cannot just be me. Everyone should be outraged, and I like very briefly skimmed Goodreads, and there's no really good way to search a lot of Goodreads reviews for just, like, key phrases, so I didn't find anything. Right. I looked very, very yeah. quickly, but I didn't see anything about it, and I just, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, the argument, like, oh, they're 18 and they're no longer a child, it doesn't work, because <laughs> part of, part of the reason that this, at the high school level, is not okay, is because of the, like, power dynamic that's mm. happening, is that someone has way more authority than the other person, um, and so it's just like how it would not be appropriate if you were a twenty-two year old college you to, to date a professor. Like that's not be yeah. appropriate because there's a authority imbalance and a mm-hmm. like a power imbalance that can like very quickly and very often lead to an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't maybe consider the initial relationship happening abuse. Yeah. So anyway, not cool. Yeah, love. <laughs> I just. Yeah, there's like. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing that. There's no way could have been written where I would have been okay with it. And I felt like the portrayal of it was like pretty sympathetic. Right. Well, and that's what I felt like people picked up on in their reviews was like, oh, this is how Ethan comes to terms with who he is. I'm just like, this is insane. Also, it's not, because Ethan finds out this is all game he's like, oh, I was just tricked by love. Well, yeah, I mean, then that's also like. <laughs> that also goes downhill. Right. Um, but yeah, there's no way I'd be okay with it, and I can't explain why people are. That's what Love's doing during this situation. Ugh, he yeah. a creeper? Um, Death is kind of a side note, no. So. Death is. Not yeah, Death has taken over, taken the like form, I guess, of this cousin named Helen. He's coming to stay with them, and the actual Helen, he's like sucked all of the memories out of her, so she's in a mental institution somewhere. Um, memories of what's happening. Yeah. And so she, as Helen, is trying to seduce Henry, which is, like, completely ineffective. And then like, towards so, the end of the book, just starts being oh. malicious and starts, like, she mails a letter to the newspaper talking about Henry and Flora's relationship. Right. Um, it's not illegal in Washington, okay. but it's also not acceptable. Right. People are protesting outside of the nightclub. but brick gets thrown to the, of the window and they find out about this. This is actually... A different nightclub, I think, though. Yeah. Yeah, nightclub burns down. Because death sets on fire. I can't remember how that happened, but yeah. And then she's at another nightclub. Death because... literally just takes all the alcohol, dumps it all over the okay. nightclub, okay. and lights like, up there. Okay. Yeah, so like, this while Flora is... and Henry are in jail for, um, they have a corrupt um, liquor tax person. <coughs> yeah, this is how like... So, yeah, Florida I was this. alone and then I woke one day and the tax person comes and she's like, I mean, the person who handles this isn't here, but I'd be happy to like show you our books now or you can just come back and he's like, no, you need to show me now. And so she goes and gets them and shows him and he's like, oh, I see something wrong with it. And so she pays him bribe and then a few days later he comes back and reports her for giving him the bribe. Um, and so Henry punches him in the face because Henry happens to be there at the time, and so they went up both going to jail. And this is how Henry's adoptive family finds out about this relationship. This is how um, Helen writes the letter to the newspaper. It's kind of how the relationship becomes. Yeah, and everything goes really far down downhill. And this is especially like Flora has like, she was resistant to it at first, and then she kind of like, she is a friend to Henry, whatever, and he's kind of in love with him. But then, like, again, like, stuff gets burned down, and they get put in jail, like, the and then she's like, this has to stop. Like, this is, I like, especially for her, if you like, this is nowhere to go but super badly for me. Right. Like, over. you might recover and be alright, but, like, yeah, this is not going to work for me. And Henry, like, has lost, he's been kicked out of the school, the high school that he's going to, he lost his scholarship to university. He's been given this, like, horrible job in the press room where he's just, like, in the mid-room with a lab machine that makes you either go deaf or crazy within a few years. Um, and he, like, wanted to, I mean, he was, the, a good student, he was on his way to like a full scholarship to university. Mm-hmm. So things are going really poorly, mm-hmm. but Henry's still like in love with Flora. as far as like yeah. yeah, so how this all ends, here's <laughs> yeah. yeah. how it finally goes is the he ends the game, um, and Henry ends up finding out a game because he can find out James by stealing his notebook where he's written all his thoughts, whatever. The point is, they figure out, Henry finds out what mm-hmm. this whole psych has been, tells Flora, who is not psyched about this, as one would probably would not be. Um, I would imagine. And Henry still, like, wants to make this work, even though it's clear that, like, they have more against them than just, like, yeah, interracial S- relationship. S- <laughs> yeah, just, like, the normal stuff that was already pretty bad. Um, and Flora's, like, no, this is happening, and in fact, Helen, who we you know is actually deaf, um, fake Helen, has stepped in and bought Flora a plane, which is awesome. Um, and because she wants Flora to take her from her first flight. And then yeah. she, Flora's gonna, you know, be able to use the plane to race or whatever. And Flora's very convinced, like, cause this, at first I was like, what the heck, how does Flora think this was like, just like, fine, oh, whatever. That uh, was kind of smell cause Helen is never nice. But Flora thinks it's because Helen, wants to, like, reserve Henry for herself and, like, and get her out of the way. Yeah. And Flora's fine with that because she wants to fly her the way. She out. has a brain. She has a She doesn't want to be slowed down by a boy. Also, people keep running down her things. Right? Um, at this point, she has to take her positions and put both arms around <laughs> them. Oh, <no. laughs>
1: and her grandmother died earlier. Yeah.
0: We mentioned that. And so she, like, has no one. And her microphone is burnt down, and so she's like, "Yeah, I'm keeping." Henry's like, but this game," and she's like, Florida, no. "That makes it even worse." <laughs> um, and so it happens. Henry's kind of like resigned to the fact that Henry can't force him to do anything, right?
1: He's like, like so, tried, but
0: now like it's not gonna. Happen. So like, the clock strikes midnight. The game is over, and Flora has not chosen Henry. So the next day, Flora is about to go up on the plane, and she sees Henry on on the. Tarmac, and he's like, Would you give me like one last flight before you like take Helen up? Because Helen's gonna go on a flight with her later in the day, and then she's gonna do her race thing. And Flora's like, Sure, um, to find out it wasn't actually Henry, it was Death pretending to be Henry. Um, and so by the time she's taken off, Henry has like rushed to the tarmac to try to save her, but it's too late, they're already in the air, Mm -hmm. and then. Henry starts to like transform into Death's true form, and Flora so tries to bring the thing down because she doesn't want anyone else to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she tries to land it, and how they end up getting out of this because it does end happily. Good thing, Surprise. Yeah. Um, Is that Flora gets out of it? Even though she technically lost the game, she expects, Well, she instead. Well, she makes. She decides as. This near death moment, but actually, like, love and hearing were more important than just like this stuff. But she also accepts death, right? She, like, she fully embraces love. So, in this moment, she's like really ticked that like that death chose her as her player and love didn't choose her. And so, then love kind of like appears to her in her mind and is like, Well, like, I didn't, you're right, I didn't choose you as my player, but love is always with you. You're loved by your parents, you're loved by your grandmother. Loved by Henry, like you've always had love in your life, like didn't need to choose another player. And so she like is able to like choose in her last moments, love. But she also embraces death because she realizes that without death, love is meaningless. Yep. Yeah. And so love and death then like chuck her out of the plane, and so she lives. Yeah, this ending part was a little confusing. It was. It's not totally clear. I right? I'm. I would like to say that it's purposefully meant to be like a bit ambiguous, mm-hmm. not that I was just a bad reader, also But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's awesome. I mean, love and death mythology around them is ambiguously written. Right. The, um, the plane was. I was a feel a little weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah. So what happens is so there's almost like a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. So it's not like. Uh, death doesn't claim her immediately, which just kind of holds off. And so the last chapter of the book takes place in 2015, I think. And it's like, yeah. oh. Over... Uh-huh. I think so. No. no way. It's too late. I don't know. i old. heck? I like wonder Yeah, also, every chapter starts in a new page, which is printed black. So and much. again, I'm just like. Oh, yeah, yeah. March 28th, 2015. 2015. Wow. But every page, yeah, every page is printed, for the new chapter, is printed in black with the text and weight. And I'm always just like, how much toner did this take? Though so this is a lighter black than it was in the girls. the girls, no, like, black. Yeah, this is like a gray black. Yeah. It's a black but it also has like clouds sort of lightly printed on it, like it like a yeah. lighter gray. Um, but anyway, so in 2015, Death and Love come together for, they take both Henry and Flora. Yeah. And they take them together and they're not, they don't have to spend, like, a moment apart. But the, the love in the meantime, in between 1937 and 2015, love and death kind of spend more time together, and they become, they kind of learn the role of each other and their meaning and... Or something. Yeah. yeah there's always this, like, a little bit complicated relationship between love and death, where right. it really seems, like, love is in love with death. Right. And death is, like... Kind of it means it's like a this sort of a mirror board, like, that way. and her right? And a little bit of a different way. Yeah. And definitely has a little bit of like self hatred. You don't see it very much, but identical sense that she's always the bad guy. You yeah. Know, death and love is always the good guy. Mm-hmm. And that's not very good. Like, you don't want to be the villain of your own story. Okay. Um but like Flora is able to kind of like teach Death her value. Yeah. In this and that this there's this idea that Love is only meaningful because loving someone in the face of death is the ultimate act of courage. Like, love has to have something that's mm-hmm. like a stake. Love without any obstacle is not like really love, it's just like. Yeah, it's kind of like the existentialists think you know, life is meaningless. That's what gives it meaning. Right. Well, that's not totally, that's what I'd like a little bit of a not true statement. Like, life is like meaningless, but then like our choices in the face of this meaninglessness. Right. And staring death and the void in the eye is what gives our life, we give our life meaning. I feel like existence precedes essence. Yeah, I, I feel like that's sort of what they mm-hmm. went up going for is that like life only has meaning, love only has meaning is because it ends. like if there's no end, then like. Which, I mean, to me, it's not, like, things that seem like bullshit. Like, I don't think so, necessarily. I think, like, I feel like I would be, I feel like I'd be capable of loving someone even if they weren't gonna die. You know, if we weren't gonna die, like, I feel like, right. I wouldn't just be like, I don't care now. <laughs> I think it's more of this idea that loving someone, sorry? I can't see the thing very well at all, so that's fine. We're at 41. <laughs> that's not too bad. Loving someone without dying, then dying, or like it ending, is like not great. The thing that is important is this like courage to love despite that. And this life. Right.
1: Okay.
0: That um, without that love is not necessarily like meaningless, but just like far less significant. Love is valuable because it is hard and because it always ends. Yeah. I mean, I would say that about life, like, life of meaning, because it ends, Uh uh-huh. not that of life of love. Well, I think that <laughs> those are, like, really close okay? I would say that one of the biggest meanings of life is love. Not in just, like, the romantic sense, but, like, yeah. in all the senses. Of right. Love to be talked about. Like, that's how we give our lives meaning, is by loving other people and by loving. Right. So... Those statements seem to be to tough, at least in my view. Yeah. <clears throat> I understand what you're saying. I feel like uh, we'll just cut this conversation off before we start cutting into theological ground. I'm probably for the best. Because that's <laughs> a different podcast. I'm a third podcast. We have a common name. <laughs> if you want to hear our feelings for reflections on that, you can write us an email. We're going to just move on now. More before we yeah. get into Muddy or or Waters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's, that's pretty much all I yeah. on the book. Did it? Yeah. And I going to talk a little bit yeah. about, at the end of this I was thinking, we've been talking in the past two podcasts about why do people love like the Paul stars and... Sad stars. Louis McDaniel. Why do people love books where people die? <laughs> why do people like sadness? Yeah. Me, I'm just like... Why do people like sadness at all? so curious. <laughs> um, And I think, especially like romance. Obviously what I'm talking about in this one Because this book is a romance um, And I think that at this point out Of like love and death As like death Loving the face of death is the ultimate act of courage So when you see these like Nicholas Parks Fault My Star mm-hmm. These like tragic love stories We see that like up. We see mm-hmm. People loving the face of death In like a micro canon Rather than seeing this because it is boring If you watch the all <laughs> I don't know, and then yeah. it too long, then and that's so like, it it. Is. like the like climaxes, right? Is when you like fall in love and then when it ends, like those are the two high points. The boring oh. stuff in the middle where you just do the maintenance. That <laughs> definitely sounds like a low point to me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, on like high emotional point, like a lot of emotion. Not like high isn't good. Yeah, high is yeah. a lot. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I was thinking about that? And then I was thinking about the prevalence of books like Twilight. Like there's a ton of vampire love stories. Prevalence. Yeah. <laughs> you need to correct that. <laughs> so, like, the me, the I prevalence. Think about that. <laughs> Let yeah. uh, Like immortal love stories, and yeah. how that's kind of I feel like, the most popular to extremes or either love that never dies, or love that, like, dies immediately. (laughs) Um, I wondered if, like, stories like Twilight where they're immortal, like, undercuts some of this, like, love. Hmm. But I do think saying that, like, death is the only obstacle you ever have to face in loving someone is kind of Undercutting a lot of things, and I don't know if that's a necessary thing. It obviously isn't, <laughs> so, like the racial challenges of having an interracial relationship in 1837. Mm-hmm. But it seems like love and death are like loving in the face of death is the act ultimate act of courage. Mm-hmm. But I think that also, as we see throughout the book, that loving in the face of a lot of things is ultimate act of courage. Like loving in the face of disapproval from your family, loving in the yeah. face of disapproval from your society, like lack of financial resources, but there's a lot of like obstacles that choosing love in the face of is important and valuable and courageous. Yeah. So just try to undercut it, maybe a little bit. Well, I mean, even in like the Twilight series, they end facing all these supposedly near-death scenarios, right? which kind of constantly sends the what's-her-name Bella into An emotional tales then. Because she's I mean then it becomes even like oh I don't know, more. I don't know if it's more, but um she's she's like you're supposed to like live forever, like (laughs) um depending on you to like never get her or never die. Um because because Bella doesn't have the courage to love in the face of death. Which is why that's not a that good story. i missing a lot of attributes. Some of the, like, flattest character. <laughs> it's just a reader insertion. Yeah, I It's yeah. exactly what that is. That's why I did so well. Um... <laughs> we're gonna be reading that eventually. Yeah. Are you <laughs> Yeah, look forward to for that. I'm not uh, sure what we're, um, okay. we're gonna okay. do with the end, though. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Probably. Well, probably it'll probably be a while. It'll probably be away. I don't know if I've told you pages leaving. <laughs> yeah. She will no longer reside in the Douglas County. You have to come by their way to Berlin. <laughs> Some what of good you luck. might. we had one click from Germany on uh, the links. So they have to come less far. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's pretty much my thoughts on the book and the connection. I was going to try to do <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think a have more to say. About like, I just, like, yeah. I still, like I, understand, like, I get the idea of, like, okay, fine. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm still just, like, people that really like the notebook, I won't remember, whatever. I'm i still, like, something wrong. Okay, but i want also, something I can find. I'm not you, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm um, her. like... I can get what you're saying, and I understand why that would make sense, and maybe that is why they're popular. I also just think it's like, I don't think it's good for people. I don't know. I think it's just, I've it's, we really talked about this before, I think it's just like, it stirs up a lot of emotion. Just to be emotional about. Hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. my cat ears. That's Loki. I just you. <laughs> <You're> like Mitch's <laughs> cat. I love my cat a lot. She loves like I almost as much as I love my dog. Probably not quite as much because I probably should see there <laughs> so much as of my dog. Uh-uh. I'm sorry if he's the best dog in the world. <laughs> it's not even a dog, so like it's not even close to everyone, but he's so great. I didn't like dogs until I got this dog. We just got another dog. It's actually my sister's dog and she's taking it with her back to college. And this dog is, like, the most annoying dog ever. She was, like, kind of cute for a while because we got her when she was, like, a six-month-old, so still a little bit of a puppy. But now she's just annoying and she, like, is obsessed with, like, licking you. And I'm just not about that. I don't want your tongue on me. I don't lick you, so don't lick me. <laughs> so that's going well. Um, yeah, so that's great. But my dog, he's the best. He doesn't lick you. Or if he does, he'll just let you, like, once, and, like, it gets the point across, and he doesn't be able to lick you for 12 hours. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're read Yeah. End. We. Hope, I think we saw more thoughts about traffic romances, but we're gonna save it. Yeah, I think this Could will be like, what's ongoing. Right. This will be an ongoing. it really great discussion. discussion about i probably tweet it. So if you wanna follow us on Twitter, you should definitely follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Like I said, Michelle likes to like treat real liars. I try like treat unreal. I felt like my life tweeting real liars was like pretty good. Like, I was, I pretty, it, pretty, I was, proud was pretty proud of, of that. Well, I don't know about the tweets themselves. I don't, even, I don't even watch the shows that I don't even know what we're talking about. But I felt like they were effective. Yeah. My favorite? traffic. don't <laughs> care whatsoever. But. My favorite tweet, you don't, don't care, but it, this is a good one. It brings back to Ezra, because this is the conversation mm-hmm. Ezra was having. And so, he's talking to Aria's, like, current boyfriend, and Arya's current boyfriend is calling him predatory. And he's like, it seems like he's doing it under like the guise of talking about um, Ezra's book. He's clearly just calling out Ezra. Yeah. And he says, seems like you've really just fallen into the Lolita like mindset and like yeah. le- lesser authors have tried this and it never worked. You have to like recognize how much your reader can tolerate, like how much like disgust it is. Um, and Ezra's like, you know, we can't all be... No, he's pronounced it correctly, obviously. Nabokov, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar? Whatever, let's get it. He's like, some of us can't even manage Nicholas Sparks, and then I said on a scale, we write as are on a scale of Nebuchadnezzar and Nicholas Sparks, the even Stephanie Meyer. And it was perfect and it was beautiful and I like, didn't get the love I it. <laughs> it deserved. That was a great tweet. If you want to follow us on Twitter and go back and find that and like, like, that too, you feel better but you don't have to. It's a little TV. <laughs> a little bit. Anyways, always awesome. anyway, on Twitter, we're going to tweet things about our thoughts. I have a couple articles that I'm going to be sharing in the next week that sort of relate to this kind of. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? Again? Yeah. Okay. So, on a scale of. From major Bennett. To. Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. I mean, there we go. I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgotten. We give this Ben and Beatrice for a bunch of And we are recommending... I'm not sure what we're recommending because we had a recommendation and then Michelle was like, I yeah, thought but... a better one. So what is it, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> You're just not gonna... I'm like a little bit concerned because we've talked about this beforehand. But I feel like a history of love would be... I Okay. It's similar. I feel like it's more similar it's than a history of love Yeah. Okay. By Nicole Yeah, by Nicole I feel like it tries to, in a slightly different way, it tries to embrace this um, outside of the realism of a love story. It tries to embrace this idea of the second story, just like love and death, as this one does, mm-hmm. with kind of um, writings about like, the nature of love and hatred. Yeah. And anyway, you do not really know what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. There's like, there's it's multiple I stories think- going on. There's multiple stories going on in the history of love. There's okay. one that's, like, the love story, okay. and there's one that's, like, his book. His, yeah. the character's? Yeah, the, the character's book. Okay. okay. That he talks about, like, the history of love, in, but it's not, like, okay. a history book. It's very poetic and very, like, okay. there were people with tongues made of glass, and so I had to be very careful what they said. So it kind of has that, like, metaphorical and more mystical okay. layer as well. So okay, I think, like you hey, might enjoy that. Yeah. I can read this one. And kind of the double story that's happening, the like real story of Henry and Thor,
1: And also this like,
0: larger mystical story. Yeah. Okay, so us yeah. go. good. Mystery <laughs> us well by Nicole Brown. really your books. Yeah. I've never read it, even though everyone I know has told me about how good it is. I just feel like I don't want to read it ever. I don't think you like it. But I did. I actually, I bought it as a birthday gift for a friend. Because that's how good I am at picking up books. Oh, and I don't have to read them to know that people will like them, it. and it's true. She said it was one of my favorite books now, she loved it. Yeah. So kudos to me. <laughs> 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 often, I'm just all really self congratulations if you didn't catch that. <laughs> that's what that was.
1: She's really good She wanted to do now. I'm
0: really good. good, <laughs> I'm really good. I so if you write us a really nice email, maybe we'll send you a really nice present. <laughs> There's <laughs> some <laughs> um, yeah. really nice emails. So, so anything. Yeah. Speaking of, email oh, yeah. us smart girls like sex at gmail at and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're Smart Girls by like, On Instagram, we're Smart Girls by like Sex. Yep. Or are the reads And come see our reviews there. Yep. Play us on iTunes if you want. Do it even if you don't want to, I don't care. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> I never do it. I'm so bad about that. Yeah. they are liking the reviews. So... Like, even apps ask that I use all the time. will be like, do you like us? And I'll be like, yeah. And they will be like, do you want to rate us? And I'm like, I will. Oh, no. <laughs> right now I'm using this app, so I don't want to 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 write you a YouTube review. I don't know if I've ever written a review on iTunes. I think that <laughs> you should. <laughs> but you guys definitely should. know We should be better people that. than me. Anyway. Okay, yeah. We'll see you next Bye. time, which is gonna be in literally five minutes. Not for you, but a week for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay.